Alright, here we are, back again at the barber shop. I am your host, Mark Ray, joined remotely by satellite. The man, what's going on, DJ? Lamar Johnson. What's going on, fellas, man? Got me look like Stephen A over here. That's right, man. That's, that's, that, that's dedication. You are the MVP, man. You definitely the MVP. Folded it in all the way from Cincinnati. I am the man behind the scenes. A1, how you doing today, brother? Glad to be here. Doing well. Doing well. Glad that we're able to get everybody to get the men together today. That's dedication. We're doing that for you. For you who don't know out there, Lamar has decided to go back to school and um, one to get to finish the school uh, degree, and then two to uh, help coaching and pursue coaching. So he's actually back at Cincinnati, um, part of the coaching staff. Is that fair to say, DJ? Part of the coaching staff. Yeah, I'm definitely on the coaching staff. Okay, I don't want to call it a title that it's not, but um, I'm an undergraduate assistant. An undergraduate assistant. So you are out there at your alma mater, Cincinnati, working uh, with the kids. Just real quick, uh, while you're talking about that, you guys are ranked. What is that? 22nd now? 23rd? Nah, I think 14 today. Whoa. Today. Okay, maybe I'm thinking about us. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize. You no, were we was we was ranked 22nd. Then we were ranked 20. And then I seen something go across the screen. I think it was last night or, or today. It was like 14, I believe. Okay. Okay. Even even better then. So what um what's it like being back at the school and coaching and doing all of that stuff? It's weird, man. The school is a lot different from when I was here. Um, a lot of new buildings. Um, everything is just upgraded. The city as a whole is, is a lot better than when I went here. Um, and then – Got taking four classes, got to get this work done, and got to be at practice every day, and just getting adjusted to you know being out here in the city, trying to you know I had to find a place and move my stuff, and I'm still got boxes of stuff unpacked that's still packed up that I need to unpack. Okay, as just doing a lot right now. I hear you, brother. With this, um, there's been rumors about this. You know, a lot of riffling and raffling about this uh, Ice Cube's three on three basketball league with a lot of former NBA uh, stars, and including some Hall of Famers as coaches. Um, anything about that appealing to you? You you have any interest in playing? Are you going to be playing? Anybody reached out to you, any of that? Definitely probably going to be playing in that. Um, Kenyon, Kenyon Martin is one of the captains. He reached out to me a few months ago when they first reached out to him. And um just wanted to, you know, make sure he let me know and make sure, you know, I'll be on board to play. And I was like, yeah, you know, of course. And, um, so then, then Alan Iverson also signed on as a captain too. And he called me. He was like, "Yo, you playing with me?" I'm like, "Nah, bro, I'm playing with Kenya." Oh, um, okay. So breaking yeah. news. Hold on. So you told Iverson no. You told I, NBA already playing with Kenya. Iverson, no. Already playing with Kenya. But the thing is, now there's like there's a draft. So a draft. So, so you can't even yeah. get your own team. At first, I thought the captains just pick up whoever they want to pick up. So now I'm hearing that. The guys got to go to Vegas, and everybody got to go through like a little training camp kind of thing, and the guys actually got to draft. So Ala was telling me, he was like, man, I think you could pick one player and secure one player or whatever. Then, you know, the rest you got to kind of draft. And Ala was telling me, he was like, man, I'm going to call Kenyon and tell him first. If you don't pick you up first, I'm picking you. So he better better grab you. That's tight, yo. That's tight. When is all this supposed to even happen? The um the league starts. I think the first actual game is June twenty fourth. 
the um the training camp and draft. I'm I'm not sure when that is. Do you have to be a former NBA player? Can I try out? I I'm not sure of the rules. At first, I thought you just had to play pro. Okay. Um, high level pro. Then the last I heard was I think you had to be an ex NBA player. I'm 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 really not sure on, on those rules. So you're not sure if I can make a team then. <laughs> I'm sure of that. <laughs> you are sure that I can. Okay, I got you. I just got you. Why? Why are you talking about um Kenyon Martin? That this just popped into my head. You ever talked to Kenyon about anything regarding this um that that foolishness fight that they were talking about on the undercard for him and um Chris Brown and yeah. whatever the hell it was supposed to be? Uh, who Soldier nah, Boy I'm, or whatever? No, nah, I never even had to talk to him about that. Um, but you heard about that. Yeah, I heard about it. I mean, Fifty said no clowning around. It was it was hilarious. But I did see um, Kenyon had actually posted something on Instagram after that. It was just saying some about thirteen clowns could be in the ring, and if you something, you'll be basically you'll be one more clown. Basically saying he ain't even joining in the foolishness was was what he was saying, and he's always held this, you know, because Tim Tim said to him a while ago. And he meant like let's meet in the ring or whatever. And, and Kenya has always been like, "Why you want somebody to stop me from jumping on you? I'm not trying to. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We don't need nobody to break it up." Okay. Well, I, I would hope that Kenya takes the higher. I wouldn't want to be associated with yeah. any of that foolishness. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I don't support. think any of that's happening. I think all of it's foolishness. And he definitely wasn't gonna be a part of that. I I, I agree with you there. I now unless they get to throwing some. <laughs> Some numbers out of there that I don't know that could change anybody's mind. But I think it's all just fun and games. Yeah, I, that I agree with you. Definitely, when you start talking money, you'd be surprised. Yeah. But then, you know, when you've had the career that he has, and he's made plenty of money, that you just yeah. who wants to be associated with with that? You know what I mean? That whole yeah. that whole silliness to be involved with that and the undercard. Could you imagine being on an undercard for Soldier Boy? Like, what the hell is that? That's, I mean, them guys. Are, I mean, it's not you being on an undercard for Chris Brown too. You yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that in itself is funny. I will take this opportunity to go ahead and mention our sponsor. That would be SNL. Ooh, almost dropped that. SNL Air Conditioning and Heating in the Washington, D.C. area. If you have any heating or air conditioning needs as we go into this frigid winter, please make sure you check them out at, S- at www.slair.org or they can reach by phone 240-595-0478. That's 240-595-0478. SNL, again, www.slair.org. So make sure you hit them up. Ask for Steve, Steven. Tell them that, you, that you're a fan of the barbershop and they sent you their way. So please, again, our barbershop uh, listeners, we support each other. If you support us, make sure you support them. And if you have any heating and air conditioning problems, make sure you check them out. Um, DJ, whole yeah. lot of NBA to talk about it's kind of starting to pick up more see more drama wise than anything um basketball i don't even know where we should start Let, let's go ahead and start with something that we both agreed in the offseason kind of was a little eyebrow raiser was the rondo butler Dwayne wade perry yeah. it, it just didn't make sense in terms of today's nba somebody has to be able to shoot the ball and they're not that being said a year ago Less than a year ago, Rondo led the entire NBA in assists and actually had statistically his best season in the NBA. Last year, averaged almost close to 12 assists. I think it was like 11.8. This year, he finds himself backing up Harvey Grant's son and Michael Carter-Williams, like third on the depth chart. Thoughts, mm-hmm. on, thoughts on that? 
How do we get there? I guess, I guess, I didn't, I didn't see how it happened because you know, once I got to moving around, I stopped watching their games and I look up and he's he's just not playing. I thought Michael Carter Williams, them trading for him, was a little weird too because I think Michael Carter Williams is actually a a, a good player. He was, he should have been one of the young up and coming stars in the league, and him being out there, and they already have a Rondo. I thought that would be, um, that would be kind of conflicting itself. But I guess when you when you got when you got all them guys out there, Wade's already not a you know a shooter. Um, Rondo can't shoot the ball. Jimmy Butler can knock down shots. You got to have some shooting out there because you you got all them guys out there who just want to get to the rim. You'll just pack the paint in and basically just invite them to shoot. And Michael Carter Williams is not the best shooter in the world either. Frank can shoot, but he's he's younger and he can probably finish better at the rim. Um, and and I've been hearing you know that. You know, Rondo's just not great in the locker room. I haven't seen him. I've been around Rondo. He's always seen great to me. I mean, he's always, you know, I felt like I would be want to be on the team with him. He just wants to pass you the ball. Right. It would seem like somebody you would want to play with, but I've been hearing different stuff, and I haven't really had a conversation with somebody who's been on the team with him and, you know, and, and seen these problems that, that I just don't know what's going on in the locker room. I, I would like to probably, I'll probably try to do that at some point in time. Like, yo, what's really wrong, you know, with, with playing with Rondo? It seemed like it would be the easiest job of the world, just run and get open. From, from, the, from my outside looking in with my basketball IQ, which doesn't even scratch the surface of yours, what I would think, because I agree with you that it looks like a guy who just wants you to get, he just wants you to pass the ball. But I feel like he wants you to, he wants to pass you the ball and he wants you to shoot it so he can get his assist. And am mm-hmm. I wrong in that Dwayne Wade and to an extent Jimmy Butler they need the ball in their hands to score, they do. right? And, they and, do. and so many times we talk about guys who can't create their own shot. Dwayne Wade is the epitome of the reverse of that, that he only can create his own shot. You know what I mean? You, you can't just throw it to him and ask him to shoot the ball. It's not going to work that way. And it just right. seems like a really bad pairing. And, and, the, and, the, and the, the, sad, the, the most questioning thing about this is that somebody gets paid a lot of money to make that decision and thought that that was a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said that from the start. Them, um, especially Dwayne, you know, um, Jimmy can, you know, move out the ball a little more and get some backdoor lobs and all that. But Dwayne needs the ball in his hand. Rondo needs the ball in his hand. I don't think, I think Rondo more so than Chris Paul would, would give the ball up and, and let you do your thing opposed to, you know, you know, Chris does it a lot. You know, he'll run you all three or four screen rolls in a row just to, you know, just to get his assist. I don't really see, Rondo doing that as much. Um, I know he passes up a lot of shots more so than Chris because he, he does want that assist. And, and he can't shoot. And he, and he can't shoot. It's <laughs> so. clear at, at this point in your career, you would think um, you would be able to knock down them shots a little more consistently at this point. But um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how that was going to work out, but. I'm like, you know, them guys in that front office, they're getting paid to do that. So they know something we don't. I don't think so. But I was assuming. <laughs> I, don't, I, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. I think maybe <laughs> we know something they don't. Just try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they, they're where they are for a reason. <laughs> so, but like you just said, yeah, I, I don't think so. And obviously, it, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. So then when, when they two get to, when the two sides get to going about it on, uh, Social media and Twitter, and that. What side do you take on that one? Which one? Who? 
who are you supporting on? Or yeah, who, what, what do you make of that? What do you? I mean, Dwayne Wade and them coming out, calling out the young boys and stuff like that. I was kind of while while I'll be the first to say, which I think goes without saying, none of this should be happening in front of yeah. the media and all of that. But yeah. that being said, if we have to di- dissect which one of them you agree with, I I kind of like Rondo sticking up for the other guys and being like, hey, come on, don't pick on. Don't pick on the last minute of the bench. You're the guys who are out there, and you're the one who gets paid to make the big, the big plays. Uh, and I felt like his was a, a criticism of what Wade and, and how Wade and them were acting per se. Whereas though Wade's attack sounded like a personal attack on Ray John Rondo, like a very personal attack on him. Well, yeah, you took you took the words out of my mouth. Um, everything I agree with everything you said. Um, I don't Wade Wade. I don't. I don't think you should. You should come out to the media about your team like that. If something going wrong with the team. Hey, we're gonna have a, a players only meeting with our coaches, and we're gonna figure out what's going wrong in here. Who's accountable for? Who needs to do what? And all that. They they figure that out in house, and not go to the media with it. And you know, if for Rondo to be the one who has the reputation of being a bad teammate, I do like how he did. You know, he stepped up for for you know the other guys. And basically, was like you know, his vets ain't 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 do that, and and um, you know, Wade, you know, like you said, Wade came back and attacked them on a on a personal, right. on a more per, more personal level. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with what Rondo did. What Rondo said, we talk about two champions. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about champions, you know, and. And the thing is, is that we've heard so much about Rondo, you know, being a powder. And not only heard, I mean, a lot, Rondo finds, he falls into the category for me, at least, that like, you know, me and you both like to stick up for people who we feel like are being picked on. But then after a while, you have to say, like, you've drawn a good amount of attention to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're starting to give the people a good enough amount of ammo. So, that being said, I feel like Rondo, who's gone, like I said, from the starting point guard, 30 plus minutes a game, to getting coaches' decisions, and I feel like he's done his best to to be professional about it. He hasn't said anything about it. He hasn't complained about it. He mm-hmm. he hasn't become a distraction publicly, at least. And um, you know, Wade, and then what he said about Wade, and you know, showing up every day, and the younger players basically saying that you know this guy doesn't practice and he doesn't do all of that. You know, and you kind of without knowing all the details, you kind of want to uh, you know, be proud of Rondo, or, or you know, I don't know, say be proud, but Cheer that on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Ronald, I mean, Ronald played with some different dudes. I mean, you got got like KG on, on your team. KG, KG just ain't going for a whole lot. You know, he's going to hold guys accountable. He, you know, you're going to come in there to work every day. That's just how he was. Um, and, and I heard somebody else came on. I think it was Todd, Todd Gibson. Somebody said that they they didn't like you know way not practicing all right. the time. He said the younger players just want him to be around more and practice more. Which I mean, right, right. which which is I mean, understandable. Um, I understand both. I mean, Wade say I mean Wade, like you say, he's thirty five. He's not going to practice every day. Um, but but I, at, I, at what I point, get it, but at, I don't. What point does that have nothing to do with me though? You know, or this organization? Like, if this is at the Heat, maybe it's a different sort of thing. But if I'm a bull, like you haven't done anything for this organization, and you know, like that's really not that that seniority that you built up. I fully understand, but you built it up in Miami. And it really depends. It depends on what, what he's doing. If he's just not showing up at all, if he's staying home. 
<laughs> While the guys are practicing, <laughs> then that's one thing. It can't happen. Now. Right. He's just going in there. He got injuries. You know, he's older. He's getting this treatment. Then, you know, I, I, I get that. I mean, I mean, you got I, – I played on a team with, you know, older guys, and, you know, they practice. I mean, Allen Iverson, who everybody thinks never practiced, he practiced all the time in Denver. But, you know, he had that press conference, and nobody's ever going to, you know, live, live that down. I mean, all the shots he took in the world, people think, okay, he's, you know, he's going to shoot the ball every time. But he he said all the time, I don't care if I got full swan titles. No one can have that. I don't need that. I just want to win a championship. That's all I'm here for. But when somebody – you know they got already have the reputation, that it kind of kind of sticks kind of sticks with them. You mentioned a name there in Melo, who's also drug up his pair his fair of um his fair share of headlines over the last month. Uh, are Melo's days in New York done? Or numbered? Seems, seems like I mean he he got to wave his trade clause right. I right. Mean, they're <laughs> seems like they're trying to do everything they can to to get him out of there. I don't know. I mean him and Phil obviously. Not getting along. I don't know who one of them probably have to go. Phil, the Phil experiment as a GM, man, I, I, I don't think it's very been very successful, um, and it doesn't seem like he does much other than bash his own players and have no accountability for anything. I'm yet to hear him say I, these are the guys I put in place. He's the one who gave Melo his money, and you know he's mad about the triangle and mad about. I mean, the coaches that you you pick the coaches. You know, yeah. you gave out the contracts, you traded for the players, but yet nowhere in there does he ever seem to take any accountability for anything. I actually, I actually thought this past year that Phil, I mean, bringing in, bringing in Noah and bringing in Rose, I thought, I thought, and, and Lee, I thought would be would be good for them. Um, I'd, I'd like, hold on, let me interrupt you. I'd like Noah. I'm as big a fan as Noah as anybody, but the, yeah. it's the price you paid for Noah. Like, I mean, Noah yeah. got the money he deserved when he was at his best. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you just didn't know what you, you, you assume you're going to get that Noah because Noah's a player who plays the way he plays based off his energy. Mm-hmm. And usually, I mean, you're going to have the energy if that's, what, if that's who you are. And I didn't understand the, 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 the Jeff Hornacek move. If he want to run a triangle, Jeff Hornacek is not a triangle coach. Um, I probably would have went a different route culture wise and I would I would scrap the triangle at this point and you know and just try to get up and down and you know put some points on the board and get that city, you know, something to watch because you know they because Derrick Rose actually been playing pretty good when he gets in there. Brandon Jennings as a backup. I thought before the season that they would be, you know, at least a top four five seed. And they might not even be far off now, but it's it's something it's something that's not that that's that's not that's not working over there. And for Phil, to Phil's defense, I mean, he can't go play for him. Right. What do you read of Derrick Rose? Am, am I wrong for thinking that Derrick Rose just looks like a guy who really treats his job just like anybody else in the world treats their job? Like it's just a job, not that serious. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got sick days just like everybody else. I'll be there when I'm there, and if we lose, we lose. We win, we win. Great. Not really that concerned. No, I don't see that. I I think when I, I watch them, I I feel like Derrick Rose is playing damn hard. Yes, I agree with uh, that on the court. Yes, defensively, offensively, he plays hard. Um, he's I think he's been he's been driving to the hole, and he still can't really shoot the ball that great from three. But I think he's had some good games. I thought Derrick has been playing you know 
pretty good. Sometimes he presses it a little bit. But the thing about him not showing up, um, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Mm. I don't know what happened. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to speak on that. I do know that if some, if an emergency comes up, you, you got to hurry. Airport. There, there is time to call somebody, right? And and be like, yo, this is the situation. I, you know, I, I can't make it. I'll take the fine or whatever it is, but somebody should know where you are. Right. I, I agree. Um, are you surprised by the lack of a trade market for Melo? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's a lack of trade market. It's just you're not gonna you're not gonna trade Melo to just any team. Can't you got to trade him to somebody who, who who's gonna be in the playoffs or somebody who right. possibly? Well, will, will you be surprised that okay, let's say that they called the they said that they called the Cavs and the Cavs said not interested in terms of trading Melo for Love. Um, yeah. The Clippers said they'd take Melo, but they're not parting with any of you know Paul Blake or DeAndre Jordan. Kind of surprised by that or not really? Well, no, because. Them guys, them guys are younger for one. You want to trade, you know, Kevin Love, where Kevin Love is, you know, at least getting twenty-one and ten or something this year, right? Numbers. 20, no, he's 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 damn, he's doing a damn good job this year. He's like twenty-one yeah. and eleven and shooting like forty percent from three. Right, right. And then, you know, DeAndre Jordan, one of the better defenders in the league. He's leading the league in rebounds and and um, shooting percentage. Right. Um, Blake Griffin, another guy who's younger. Um, and I think Melo could actually fit there, really. But then you, you just got to think, like, I know Blake been having this injury history, too, and sometimes they, you know, they get a little frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. But then, hey, he, he's, he's, he's no scrub at no, all. Not at all. And, um, but one of them, I would think the Clippers would have more of an urgency to do it, you know, than Cleveland. I think Melo would be great on Cleveland, too, because, I mean, look, LeBron's going to get you right. Basically, he's not gonna, he's he not gonna, you know, have have to be a well. It's hard to say right now when they they had a losing month. Yeah. But um, for the most part, that that could take a lot of pressure off LeBron. But Melo would just have to buy in, you know, and, and take a take a step back. But I, I would think the Clipper move would make more sense. I, the, the Clipper move, the way the NBA is set up right now, I think it would make the NBA would win if 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 Melo. That's one more team that we can put into this basically three-team pot that we have right now. Right now, we have three teams that are, you know, and the Spurs were just going off of their their reputation, right? I mean, that, that's because well, they're, they're, they're a good team. They're yeah, no, they're the Spurs. They're the Spurs. They've earned that. They've earned that right to have their name in the debate. And and then, and then other than that, it's just a two 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 team uh, race. I mean, like you said, the the Cavs, I believe, have lost something ridiculous, like seven of their last nine or whatever the case may be, or six of their last eight, whatever. They've had a losing month, and they're still in first place. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and this whole panic button situation, I don't care if they lost the next ten games in a row. I still do not see any scenario that does not have the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. Yeah. I mean, title, that's a different story. But finals, that I, I don't see any scenario other than LeBron himself being hurt that would have them not making it to the um, NBA Finals. What do you make of LeBron – and you know his little riffraff with Charles Barkley. I mean, not to not to get into the their debate, but just LeBron asking again for more help. After he, this is a team that every person is there because he wanted them. Yeah. And, and Tristan Thompson at a pretty penny. It, it's pretty funny that um 
Tristan Thompson makes the comments yesterday and says, uh, LeBron's not my agent. I got the money that I, that I made because of my play and then goes out that night and has count them zero points in a loss in a game that Kevin Love was, you know, Kevin Love's not playing. So you're the, the starting, you know, the big man down low and you score zero points. Again, what do you make of, of, of LeBron with the, without leading you whining and complaining? I thought it was weird. I mean, because we all know, I mean, just like the things that Barkley said, they they got the highest payroll. You know, they're paying a lot of guys. They, they have a lot of talent on the team. I, I thought he said he needed a playmaker. I thought he was the playmaker. I, I mean, he had, he can handle the ball most of the game. Kyrie can handle the ball other times of the game. Now, I guess he probably feel like they're missing Delhi. And I know Delhi Delhi played a nice role for them last year. It was a little change of pace for Kyrie throughout the game. Um, they also had Mo Williams who couldn't get off the bench last game. I mean, last season because, you know, the things Delhi was doing. Um, and they drafted this kid, Felder, who I thought, you know, could, could help them because he's aggressive. He's a scorer, but I don't know. They just don't have the faith in him. He, I mean, he's a backup point guard. Shumper can play some of the backup point guard. I just think the panic is for no reason. Like you said, I don't see a scenario. They don't make it to the finals. Um, I was really bothered by, not that my opinion matters, but I was really bothered by the naming of names and saying, like, this young guy, Liggins, isn't, he can't help us. And the guy you said they drafted felt, you know, he can't really help us. Like, if I come to work the next morning, you just kind of look and be like, well, that's how you feel, boss? You know, like. Did, did he name names? Oh, yeah. He said those two names. He said, no disrespect. And, you know, they say anytime you start by saying no disrespect, that means you're about to say something disrespectful. He said, I don't mean any disrespect and name those two by names. And it says that he said that they, while they might be good later down the road, they cannot help them right now. Wow. Didn't know that. Yes. He said names. <laughs> he said, actually said, call those people out by name. That's not cool, right? I mean, like from the outside looking in, but from locker, isn't there some sort of locker room code? Like, you know, why, why would you be talking about me? Negatively? I don't like I don't like that. I mean, but if anybody can do it, it's him. But I don't like it. You know, you gotta again. You can't. You can't. Why would you call your guys all like that? I mean, maybe they. I don't know if it's something that they know because they they know they're young and their time might come. And but I still I still don't don't normally like that. Them guys can them guys can play. Um, Wiggins Wiggins um he 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 started the game against Golden State that first game and. They had him on, on Steph, and he was doing a, you know, damn good job. Um, he wasn't saying that then, but I, I mean, don't know. I, I just have a problem with the and – and I don't think that they're, um, that they, that they're lacking in talent. I mean, is JR supposed to be back this season? Yeah. JR is supposed to be back this season. Um, when, when you talk about shooters, I mean, how – I mean, just think about this lineup that you could really put out there. Kyrie Irving, Kyle Korver, LeBron, and Kevin Love and Shannon Fry. That's that's four dudes who are NBA three point contest candidates. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, who's you know probably one of the best facilitators this game has ever seen. Like that's mm-hmm. scary. And this guy is looking for more help. Yeah, and you ain't even mentioned Jr. I did, exactly, and that that's not even yeah. including Jr. Exactly. So you're talking about you can take out any one of those parts and add Jr. and stay and still keep that level. Uh, Kyle Korver is 
as good a shooter as this NBA league has seen. In terms, mm-hmm. you know, and Channing Frye is, you know, molded himself into a knockdown shooter. And I mean, for LeBron's game, which we consider a facilitator, and with Kyrie Irving able to do what he does, that team sounds just fine. Well, the problem is now is guys are switching everything. These pick and rolls they're trying to run. LeBron will have he's going to have to get in the post and he's going to have to draw a double team. That's just going to get them guys open. Right. Now, if he in the post and guys just play him one on one, then them guys are not going to be open. LeBron's going to have to score on his one on one matchup. Ding, 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 ding. So there in the problem, do you think that's just what LeBron is looking at and saying, you know, that that's the situation there? Well, no, because now he does well. Kyrie Irving takes so much pressure off LeBron because Kyrie can just score on his own. That's that's what's hard to you know to grasp about all of this. It's not like the old Cleveland where he's the only person on the floor that can create a shot for himself. Because um, Kyrie can. That's what happened to Steph last year, where nobody else could create a shot for themselves but Steph. Mm-hmm. Steph couldn't even do that at the end of the game with Kevin Love on. Right. And and. Ron has that. Nobody, Kyrie don't need none of them dudes to get his shot off. And, you know, that, and he can do that, you know, for a lot of time. Him and LeBron can basically take turns and, you know, guys play defense in spite of knockdown shots. It, it, it be that. Go ahead. I, I agree. And, you know, what's funny is that we were talking, um, off, off air uh, before the show there. And, you know, all this talk about super teams and, you know, the Clippers maybe form another one if they were to add the likes of Melo. And you brought up a point that nobody has said. So I'm a, and I, and I'm, I was, I was thinking, I was under the mindset that Golden State was by all means a super team, but you said no. And I'm going to let you make your point. Um, I was, I was, I just don't think Golden State is a super team in my, and, and my logic, and that is, I just think with the exception of Kevin Durant, who just got there this year, them guys are all overachievers. Um, you know, Steph was a lottery, Clay was a lottery, but nobody knew Steph was going to be the player he did. No, Steph didn't have, yeah. Uh, Steph didn't even have college scholarship. You know, he went to Davidson. He, you know, he started, you know, he's always been able to shoot the ball. I mean, I've seen some, some high school highlights. He just started getting better and better and making shots. But still, going into the NBA, they didn't know was he a one, was he a two. Um, he's he's a little skinny, not that fast, not athletic. Like, is he going to be able to get his shot off? Didn't didn't quite know. I mean, the draft wasn't a great draft, and you know he put up some big games, so he deserved to go. You know, pretty early, which he did. And you know he came on playing decent, had some ankle ankle injuries. Nobody knew. Nobody can tell me that they thought Steph would be, you know, a two time MVP and um, a champion. It should be two-time champion. Mm-hmm. And Clay, you know, Clay coming on as a shooter. And, you know, now Clay's one of the best defenders in the league, a shooter. He still isn't great putting the ball on the floor, but he's better. Draymond Green, could have, he could have not got drafted. Or he could have got drafted somewhere else and not played and been nowhere near the player. He's an all-star now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, them guys are all overachievers. And... I don't call it a super team. Them guys were drafted there, and they didn't. They didn't take an all star from here, an all star from there, and put it together. KD just came there, you know, this year. But they were calling them a super team before that, and I still don't feel they're a super team. 
that, and like that's I said, they couldn't even create a shot. Nobody could create a shot for themselves. When Cleveland started switching all their pick and rolls, and they couldn't get open to make shots, nobody could create. I couldn't agree with you more, and it's one of the times that I would say, you know, people. A lot of people enter arguments with their mind already made up, and they're not going to change it, you know. But if you actually listen, you know, so I meant I went to our discussion saying Golden State is absolutely a a, a super team. When you brought, when you prove those points in a definition, I say, you know what, that makes sense. Whereas though the Cleveland, LeBron's the number one. He's always been a phenom, always been the guy. Kyrie Irving, number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Always been a phenom. They, coming out of high school, we heard about him at Duke. You know, he was always going to be the number one pick. Kevin Love, been a phenom. UCLA was a star, all of that. Third, what was he, the fourth pick? Third pick? Third or fourth pick? Very high. They brought him over here from averaging like 26 and like 14. 14, right. Absolutely. When when he came there, he was the man. No no, no, no doubt about that. And, and so on and so on. That Yes, that, that team, Kyle Culver, they brought him over as, the you know, the third best shooter. In the NBA, like that's what he was when they added him. You know, all those guys. And Jr. And JR always had the potential and the skill to be a top player. He just needed to get somewhere like there mm-hmm. where they want, you know, get him going in the right direction. He's going to be able to do the things that he does. Yes, I, I don't think that you would say anybody on the Cleveland Cavaliers has overachieved based on what the expectations was for their NBA career. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I think that you would say everybody, with the exception of Kevin Durant has extremely overachieved. Kevin Durant is the only one that you can say, yes, that guy has been pegged as the guy since, you know, since we stepped on the basketball scene. So that was a great point. That was, that was a great point. I, and, um, and I, and I agree with you there. And, um, overall, they even got JaVale McGee out there, who a guy who everybody laughing at. He's out there playing ball because they play, they play the right way. They play together and they play defense. Nobody's out there. Nobody on the floor for them is selfish. So when everybody's playing the right way, it's going to be easy. Nobody caring about who takes what shots. Um, I got a text message the other night. I don't know if Alvin is still listening, uh, but I just wanted it's funny now that you mentioned it. I was thinking about it. He was saying he felt like Kevin Durant had looked Steph Curry off a little bit more to his liking. Do you see any of that? Nah. Nah, I haven't seen that. Okay, I... I, I, I think I, I think both of them guys go out their way to to give each other the ball. Yes, I I I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. Um, watching Golden State, I mean, to see Kevin Durant when they played OKC and to see him score forty points on sixteen shots, thirteen shots was it? Was it ten for thirteen or thirteen for sixteen? And you say to yourself, that never happened in OKC. Who don't want to play that way? He's shooting fifty plus percent. He's taking 17 shots. He's still after, you know, 26, 27 points a game. Just, just, just being out there, just taking good shots and not having to, you know, work so hard to get off tough contested shots over double teams because your team just, all y'all do is take turns going one on one and teams just loading up, you know, waiting for y'all to, you know, go one on one. And you're so good that you've been doing that and still shooting a good percentage, mm-hmm. you know. Years, but now it's just so much easier. Now you're getting probably more dunks than you've ever had. And hence the you reason gotta, field, you don't got to shoot out of jumps. His field goal percentage is up to almost like 54. Something he has a ridiculous shooting percentage for somebody who takes the shots. I mean, he basically has a center's field goal percentage. Yeah, you know. Now on the flip side of this, Russell Westbrook is putting up 
the best statistical season we've seen and God knows how long. All of that is amazing. I have this debate lots of time with other people. And my question is, and I just want to prove my point, as yourself, as a NBA player and a shooter, a shooting guard, when you watch him play, does any part of you say, I would love to play alongside that guy? Any part of you? Not at all. Not at all. I don't. It's, it's the fact that he got the energy to do what he's doing is impressive. I give him that. He 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 goes out there and he he's at it 100 miles per hour the whole game. But I don't I don't I don't I don't like you know the turnovers. Um, but like, Man, like he's, those yeah. turnover numbers are. I look at those on a regular seven eight like it's nothing. Yeah, the and, one day he, he literally the just started he walking up the court without dribbling the basketball. Go yeah. ahead. Shooting, shooting air balls, bad percentages. He's missing twenty plus shots in games, and and I don't think I don't think you have to. I don't think he got to do all the stuff he's trying to do. I feel like he's chasing those numbers because, you know, you got other guys. You got a guy in this cancel who's hurt now, but he can get you twenty and ten a night if you just play him more and give him some opportunities. He's playing 20 minutes a game, getting you like 14, 15, or like eight rebounds, playing 20 minutes. Play him more, give him the ball. Let Victor handle the ball sometimes. Take a breather. You know, go spot up. Let somebody create for you sometimes. You ain't got to have the ball in your hand the whole game, trying to run guys over and make these passes. And you're getting your triple-doubles, but then, you, then you're getting quadruple-doubles even. Right, with the turnovers. Turning the ball over so much, and y'all losing games, and it starts to, you know, really discredit a lot of those stats because watching it, watching it, it just, it just doesn't look good. I don't, I don't, I don't like a lot of the shots he's taking. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, and I just wanted to prove that to the point that it, it is, it's one of those things that like, wow, that's amazing. Just not for me. You know, like I, I don't, that's not what I'm looking for. It's equivalent. Like I said, you know, let's go back to, you know, when Michael Vick was the most electrifying thing on television, but you ask yourself, if you're a receiver, do you want to play with him? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> this right. guy throws the ball all over the place. And while he's right. r- running for 150 yards, he's also completing 11 passes. You know, and right. it's like that, that's just not, that just doesn't interest me. Um, that's right, Snoop. Snoop said we out here getting our first take on. Glad you know, man. Steve me over here looking like Stephen A, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's right. That's dedication, man. That's dedication. It's not just a wheezy mixtape. It's a real thing. You could have put, you could have put the computer a little closer to you so they ain't had to see me at an angle though, but we, we'll work on that. We'll man. work on it, man. It's the first time. We're doing good. I'm glad you're getting some work out of that 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 iMac that you never used. First time using it, buddy. You're the first person to be on the screen, man. <laughs> first time using it. Just been sitting over there in the corner. Um, what was I going to say? So, here's my point, and just a brute before we move on. It was about three or four weeks ago. Um, OKC plays the um, Rockets, Harden versus versus Westbrook. Essentially, the first two, the, the two main um, MVP candidates. And I'm watching the game. Both of the numbers. Video game numbers, the 40 points, the 15 assists, the 13 rebounds. the You know, both got the silly numbers. And I'm, it's a tied basketball game, and I'm at work. Everybody's watching the game, and I yell out, OKC is going to lose. And I'm going to show you right now why the difference between it. So the game is tied. Um, OKC has the ball with 30 seconds left. Um, Russell Westbrook gets the inbound pass. Does the whole hesitation dribble, you know, running out the clock, goes all the way down to about five seconds, makes one dribble towards the three point line and takes a pull up three pointer with a shot in his face, with a hand in his face. Doesn't even come close, almost airballs the ball out of bounds. 
Boo, Rock, no offensive play. No no drive, no no nothing. He takes what he got with 23 seconds is a pull-up three-pointer with a hand in his face, and he's not a good three-point shooter. Four Ooh. seconds left on the clock. James Harden gets the ball. Double team comes, passes it off to, I can't remember whoever the big man was. He gets an and one, finishes the game, game over, they win. And the point was, with four seconds left, James Harden and the Rockets ran a play. You know what I mean? And he drew the double, and he kicked it to the open man, who was a lesser player, and he got fouled, and they won the game. Westbrook, with 23 seconds left, there was no play. He just dribbled and pulled up for a three-point shot with a hand How in his face. How many plays have you seen OKC run? I don't think they run any plays. I, 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 that was my point. I'd, I'd love for somebody to sit down and watch a game with me and tell me what offense you, you think they're running. Even when Kevin played, they didn't run much. It's just a bunch of isolation ball. Because that's that's the kind of shot that, okay, Westbrook makes that shot, then he gets to celebrate and, you know, shoot, shoot his gun and whatever, and, and it's a hero shot. It's a hero shot. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right, and it looks like a lot of hero ball. And do you, now, you saw in the game against Golden State, he gets leveled by Zaja, and none of his teammates come in. Do you read anything into that, or is that just... Nah, it was it was it happened to have caught guys was far away from him. I mean, but and and Canto was looking at the basket trying to you know figure out where the ball was. He didn't know where it was, and and he acted on that too. Okay, he, does, he, he tries to he does the James Harden thing where he comes off, and if you're right there, he's going to try to jump into you and get and, and get three shots. It works sometimes, but the referees been been on it a little more this year I'm for not, Russell. Not James Harden still gets away with it. Yeah, James Harden's. Um, I, I we both have not been very big James Harden fans over the over the career. I, I don't know. I can't speak for you, but me, I'm starting to come around with him with the D'Antoni I, offense. I was going to say that. I was I was just about to get into that because you know just just what you just said. You know, we both you know we're real critical of you know how James plays, and you know I, I don't like a lot of the stuff he does, the acting, the fake fouls, and all of that stuff. And but with him him playing a point. In D'Antoni's system, he's been he he he's been he's been playing playing his butt off. He's and, been passing the ball. And he, but yeah, he's been passing the ball. And he's been and he's been moving yeah. the ball. Yeah, he's been shooting. He he's been shooting. You know, good percentages. He's still it's still hard to guard. You know, somebody who you know forces forces you to the ref to make a you know a foul call on someone who's really not getting fouled. But I mean, he I, I can't I can't take away from what he's been doing this year. Okay, now. Before we get off of the Westbrook thing, everybody who's ever played basketball, A1, myself, at any playground level, you know that when you're playing pickup basketball, if that one guy who just shoots, 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 and shoots every time he's down and everything is about him, the game, A1, am I wrong, that when you're playing that, you just kind of lose interest in the game and you start thinking to yourself, like, go ahead, dog, you got it. You know, we run across half court just to kind of sit there and watch what you're going to do. Go to our boy Al. Al, exactly. The guy who, at the part, there's always that one guy who thinks he's supposed to be in the NBA and he's just here to show everybody. And basically, everybody else is there just watching. And as a case, everybody gets disinterested in playing. Is that not the exact same thing in the NBA? When you, when you, when the same thing, when you're, I mean, I understand it's much more at stake. You guys are getting paid handsomely. But if you go down the courts 10 times without touching the ball, don't you start to get a little disinterested? Yeah, it's definitely much more at stake. And it's not to the extreme of, you know, playing pickup. Right. But- you know, there there are guys 
Take it like last year. Take, you know, perfect example with Dwight Howard and James Harden. It, it's like, man, I've took teams to the to the finals. You right. Know, I've been 2020 in this league. I've I've done a lot of things this league. Done the 2020 I've, in the finals. Yeah. I've run up and down the floor, and I'm not touching the ball at all. So now Dwight comes, you know, disinterested, and he's not blocking as many shots. He's not running as hard. And it does kind of mess up the chemistry. Okay, I, I just wanted to. But for 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 example, but I'm really surprised that I keep bringing it up like that. That doesn't seem to to get 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 to cancer as much as I would think, because he just goes to the offensive rebound because he knows his points will come off the offensive rebound. Russell just comes down, he don't touch the ball, and he just goes and get it. And I and I respect that because he could be like, man, shh, this guy not giving me the ball, man. I'm just going. Run down on defense. He fighting in there to try to get them rebounds and put it back up. Because, you know, I guess Russell's going to shoot 30 times and <laughs> he can get four or five off his rebounds and, you know, that could be a quick 10, 12 point for him. At this point right now in the NBA season, who would you have as your league MVP? Um, I, I got to look more into it, but I, off, off top of my head, I probably got to say James Harden. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was – that's what I was uh saying. That's that what hurts I would have me to say. Do. It hurts me to say. Um, the only thing that would I mean, KD's having a phenomenal season and he's doing it. Well, all. I was going to say KD also. It, it's just that when you start looking at that, KD could probably score zero points, and one of the other dudes could you know pick his slack right up. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, the, the fact that on the, the Rockets need James Harden to win, you know, and what's been proven, Golden State's won seventy three games without. Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? So yeah. at that point, if we're talking about value to their team, you'd have to say James Harden as the value to the they, team. They've been they've lost six out of their last ten too. And um and what's been what's been really impressing me this year as far as Kevin is he's just blocking shots. Yes. He's up he's at almost two a game. Yeah. He's at almost two a game. And and he looks more interested on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he looks more I interested think- on the defensive end. I believe he's leading them in with scoring blocks and rebounds. Really? I believe so. Wow. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't At know. He's scoring in blocks, but I think it's rebounds too. Okay. I got to see if A one can check that out for us. You know him. Not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that much has changed. <laughs> He'll have that stat for you by the end of the week. Promise you, man. Promise you. Um, it was one more thing in the NBA that I that I was uh that I, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but I guess we can move on. Um. Into the uh, into the football part. Did you have anything, DJ, that caught your mind in the NBA? No, you you touched on everything. Okay, there was a uh, okay, yeah. That that's uh, you see somebody broke into um Derek Fisher's house and stole all five of his rings. <laughs> what really? Three hundred thousand. Oh 000. my god! You know what? Three hundred thousand. What you know who did it? Why <laughs> you said it like that? Oh my god! You know what? But but look. I hear you for a minute. This is my first time hearing of the Derek Fisher thing, right? Uh huh. So I seen I seen uh, somebody posted something. It, it was James White. He posted on Twitter a picture of Matt Barnes, like you know, a nice little model picture, but like this. But in his hands, he had like f- rings on, and he was like, "Man, this is so funny." I kind of ain't get the joke right. until you just said somebody somebody broke into Derek Fisher's house. That is hilarious. Yeah, so they got 300000 300, worth of jewelry and all five of his rings and some other stuff. Fist still got jewelry like that? 
Probably not. Might have been Phil Jackson trying to get some of his money back from the Knicks. <laughs> that might have been what. That might have been who did it. Yeah, I guess so. He probably got us pushed up. I never really had him as a jewelry guy like that. But where was this? Um, might have been in in uh Barnes's neck of the woods, Los Angeles. Okay. Is in is out there in L.A. Okay. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it is. Interesting. Um, you seen the Wizards have put together a nice little run out here. They have. What do you make of John Wall? Say again? What do you make of John Wall? I've always liked John. I just think he he just, I wish he could be more consistent knocking out of jump shots. I've seen him in clutch situations, like, miss, like, 17-footers, wide open. Like, get separation on the crossover and might airball it. Like, (laughs) but but he's a one-man fast break, and he passes the ball. I mean, he plays defense. He, He does almost everything but, you know, consistently make jump shots. Yeah. Uh, Commodore said, "What do you think? What do you think about um, Isaiah Thomas? He really going into the season like when he was out there in Sacramento, I knew who he was, you know. And it was like, wow, here's a guy who was the last pick in the draft, and it was like, wow, you know, you're pretty good for the last pick in the draft. And then it was like, oh, okay, you know, he's putting up some decent numbers. To now, I heard somebody say, start the Iverson comparisons, and then I go look at his number, I'm like, whoa, did not realize he was doing it like that." Um, yeah. I'm not ready to put him in the Iverson category, and he no. he's a little low on the assist uh number for my likings at the point guard position, but he's a real legit scorer. He is. I, I used to didn't like him in Sacramento, like, because you know I'm a I'm a I'm old fashioned in the sense where I like the point guards who pass the ball. Right, we're on the same page with that. Always have been. But I've 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 come way around this guy, man. He just. Especially out, out there in Boston, where they need that out there, um, they don't have no other scores like that. He's been, he's been consistently cooking. I mean, clutch too. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Yes. Like getting his shot off, layups, threes, and that kid got heart, man. I, I can't do nothing but give it up for him. I can, I'm not gonna. I can't compare him to to Allen. Right. But he he he's legit. I'm a fan. Yeah, I I really didn't. I was I was surprised by all of that, and I was like, wow, you know, and then. I started taking notice of it, and he's really putting together a nice uh, little season over there. He, you know, he, he he really is doing everything that you would uh, that you could ask of him. Like I said, I, yeah. I could do for some more um, some more assists and, and and running of the offense, but um, you know, he these 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 point guards again today. I feel like it's so hard to rank them. You know, when when we did it before, and I, I keep hearing these comparisons with you know Westbrook and Kyrie Irving and 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 then Isaiah Thomas and Damian Lillard, I feel like these guys are you know almost they're positionless in terms of the sense of was though like I, I wouldn't have Kyrie Irving in my top one hundred point guards, but he could make the case for him being a top five player. You, you know what I mean? And just in terms of I wouldn't want him running my offense, but I'll take him as my two guard though. Right. I mean, I think I think Dame Dame is probably a little more of a point guard than the rest of them guys. But I'm with you on that. Yeah, now nah, it's it's um a lot of these point guards nowadays it's a, it's turning into a point guard first league. Kyrie's is, is, is straight two guard. He, I couldn't agree with you more. He's he's absolutely a two guard. And the thing is, I feel like if Kyrie is a traditional point guard, LeBron's not screaming for help. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that that's my um that's my thought. Did you think um did you hear LeBron's comments today about Charles? Yeah, sound a little too personal for you. <laughs> he did get personal, and, and um, kind of started talking yeah. about things that nobody was talking about. 
you know, things that happened yeah. 30 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it wasn't just because of Charles' comments just now. I thought this, you know, building up. The losing, but, the talking, the. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Charles, I mean, I don't think it's the first time Charles has, you know, said nothing, you know, about, about LeBron too in that aspect. And LeBron just, like you say, he's. In LeBron. He's not going to let nobody taint his legacy like that. In Le- if you go back and listen to Charles' comments, he says not once, not twice, not even three times. You're the best player in the planet. Best player in the league. You, you know, so let's not act like he's out there just. That's that's not hating anybody. He called you the best player in the league. He just yeah. wanted you to act. It's just to act like it. You, that, that's basically all he's saying is act like it. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I could say that you know LeBron did overreact a little bit. Yeah, that that that's how I looked at it. I was just like you know when he started talking about spitting on people and throwing people out of win. I mean. These are things that happened so long ago that there's a generation of people who don't even know anything about that. You know what I mean? We know that because we remember when, when it happened, but that's that's I mean, a the long way time. best friends, man. They both they both got real personal this week, right? Yeah, they both in their feelings. Both doing a lot of losing. But the difference is, is yeah. LeBron, LeBron's still going to be in the NBA Finals. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's still 100% absolutely going to be in the NBA Finals, no, no. And, and I don't really of, like the the comparison of when they say when when Charles went to Houston. At that point, I mean, Charles was old. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I he didn't go. He didn't go to Houston in his prime. No, and it would have never crossed his mind to either. You yeah. know, Char- Charles did yeah. his you know decade plus of being of being the man, and and you know, and he went head to head with Mike and Philly, and he went head to head with Mike and Phoenix, and you know, he did his best job, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won himself a league MVP. He went to the, they put on a hell of a fight in the NBA Finals. You know, he gave mm-hmm. Michael a run for his money, and right. at the end, it just it just didn't happen. Losing to Michael Jordan is not the worst thing in the world. Hey. And you know, at the end of his career, it was just you know, hey, let me let me try and get something going uh, over here. Um, Anthony Davis, Carl, is, Carl Malone tried it too. Yeah, Carl know. Malone went way too late. Carl Carl Malone went him and Gary Payton went ring hunting. They they yeah. both went ring hunting at the end of their um careers as i sit back and i'm watching anthony davis do you know at one point he had left seven out of his last eight games he had missed because of injury we i mean that's we we talked about that before we we had a debate on who who would we take right you know between anthony davis and carl anthony towns and porzingis and you know anthony davis is talented as he is he's just injury prone is that something that can be helped with just I mean, is it maybe he's just not built to be out there on the floor with those, you know, at the four and at the five, and you know, maybe you you, you get a big a bigger body over there, to, so he's not banging yeah, he, or he got a seek, he had a seek over yeah. there. He's not banging and posting up. Anthony Davis shoot jump shots and get tip dunks and catch lobs and get hurt. He's not he's not banging with them guys. I mean, sometimes you can't help getting hurt. I mean, they for a while, you know, Steph was like that. Steph, Steph had those ankles. He had those. He had those ankles. He couldn't. Couldn't get just his ankles. Yeah, and you know he got his he got his stuff right, and he's been for the most part healthy since. All right, well, um, let's get into football, and just just to go backtrack, we had Super Bowl week now. Um, I want to go back so we can get a chance to talk. Your my team wasn't in the playoffs, so there's nothing for me to talk about. What did you think about your Giants and their performance? What did you think going into that game, and and, and just what do you think about what happened? Um, I thought early on that our defense was doing what it's been doing all year, and and they were amazing. That they couldn't 
they couldn't move the ball at all. Um, we dropped some some touchdowns in the end zone, with, and and at that point, I knew it was like I was telling myself, "I'm I'm never going to Miami again." <laughs> I, was about, <laughs> I, I, was, I was blaming it on Miami. Um, don't tell me you were on that boat. You don't tell me you were buying boat. I don't even mean that word, but don't tell me you were in that camp. Man, when you when you got Odell missed the touchdown, Shepard missed the touchdown. We driving up, we driving up the field, and we're not scoring, and we're stopping them. And then after a while, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers turned into Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's, to me, he's the best player in the league, um, best quarterback in the league, and he started to pick us apart. It only be so long our defense was going to be able to stop him. We should have, at that point, we, we, we could have took advantage and took a lead, and we didn't. And then the the, the Hail Mary before the half really just took took a lot out of us. And yeah, that that, that, that one was that, amazing. That, that crushed us. Yeah, that that one that one was amazing. So what do you really? I know you're joking. Do you really put anything in that whole trip to Miami? It's mental, man. It, you know, you got people talking about it all week. You got to keep hearing about it, answering questions about. So, okay, if you catch if you catch your touchdown, you you catch your first few balls, and then it's out of your head. Then once you drop a ball, then head. you drop a touchdown. Now it's in your head. Oh, I know everybody's gonna be saying this. Then you know your next receiver he drops a touchdown. Is it's, now it's gonna be in your head, and that's that's where it plays its part. Now going there it probably didn't play a part in them being physically ready. Right. It was mental. Okay. I I. So were you? So as a whole, just feel? Did you just feel disappointed? Just as a whole, like, like this? I can't believe this is happening. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was a little upset. I mean, I, I, like I say, but you know how big of a fan I am of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So I, I just was like, Aaron Rodgers, just Aaron Rodgers, man. Now going into this playoffs, it's been a pretty bad, with the exception of one game. That Cowboys um Packers game was a very good game. The rest of the yeah. playoffs have been pretty much a dud and yeah. I I kinda can see why though. You know, like the Aaron Rodgers thing, that team's not good. Like they're just yeah. not. You know, so there was only so far you you know, you had to know that was gonna come to an end one day. I mean, I thought it was gonna come to an end against the Giants. You know, it's it just that yeah. that team isn't good. And, and and when you watch the plays, the touchdown passes that Aaron Rodgers was making, like we said, the guy wasn't even open. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so you had to know that was going to end sooner or later. And then the rest of these matchups, you know, Houston, we asked ourselves, what was Houston really doing in the playoffs to begin with? Um, yeah. Then you got other teams that are missing, you know, their starting quarterback. And, and, and it just makes for, you know, a less than desirable. It's been it's been a it's been a. It's been a pretty bad playoffs, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and and, and you know, I mean, and, the, you say the Green Bay Dallas game was great. Um, the rest of the the rest of the games haven't haven't been so great. Nah, they they definitely they beyond definitely Bell getting hurt early in the game, it was you know really really you know messed up the the game against Pittsburgh. I was looking forward to that one. I was too, but once I realized that their game plan was to rush Tom Brady with three people. I don't give a damn what Le'Veon Bell was doing. <laughs> like, I I don't understand that that game plan. I I just don't. I mean, if you do, you really think that if you give Tom Brady unlimited time, he will not nickel and dime you to death? Yeah. 
I mean, you have to know that that, that, you know, that can't be the game plan. And matter of fact, the game, the blueprint to beating New England is there. Hit him lots and lots of times as much yeah. as you can. Just keep yeah. hitting him. You, you know, there's no game plan that said, you know, you know, when the Patriots are really easy to beat, when you just let Tom go and let him do whatever he wants. Right. You know, he's out here finding Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan looks like Randy Moss. Yeah. You know, and so you ask yourself, what what was what was Pittsburgh thinking? What do you make of um Antonio Brown in the locker room going live, doing a barbershop session, show while coach is talking? What the hell is that? Uh, okay. That was that was crazy. But I do get, you know, in this era that he wanted he wanted the fans just to see a little more. Just a little, a little more. A little more. Into, into, he don't he, he can't control what coach is about to say. He probably not even listening exactly. to Exactly. That's the point. You cannot that's why you can't record. That's why you can never record somebody when you don't oh, know yeah. what they're about yeah. to say. I mean, right, lesson learned. But you know, him wanting to, you know, just give his fans a little more than they probably need need to see. And I'm sure they appreciate it, but when you got coach saying stuff that you don't need nobody else hearing, then that's when it turns bad. You, you know what that made me realize a whole bunch of you know, great stuff, and you know you'll be like, "Oh man, Tomlin just gave the greatest speech ever." And we got a chance to see it, and but he ended up saying some stuff that you wouldn't want nobody else to hear. Hey, hey, as far as I'm concerned, what he caught Tomlin saying on tape that was best case scenario. That could have been a yeah, lot that was worse. Right. Yeah, I mean that could have been a lot, a lot worse. And what yeah. I realized, DJ, from stuff like this that keeps happening, whether it's the Odell Beckham or whether it's Antonio Brown doing this, what I take from this is we are officially old. You know, like this is the old generation that's just doing stuff that we're like, huh? You know, it, I promise you, I know at no point in time did it ever cross your mind while you were in the locker room. Like, yo, I bet everybody should hear this. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do this. It just didn't cross their, it doesn't, we don't think like that. Right. And this next generation is just all about more me. Like, you should just get more me in your life at all times. And, yeah, you know, I agree with you. That could have been disastrous. I mean, Tom, I mean, Tom, they couldn't have been in there making jokes about the flavor. He could have said anything. You know what I mean? Could have called somebody out of their name or whatever the case may have been. And, and now all of a sudden Tomlin's answering questions because you decided to, to go live on mm-hmm. a private conversation. Mm-hmm. It, um, William West, who, you know who William West is, one of the guys from the sports talk. He's been on a campaign for the last couple of years that you don't win with diva receivers. And I kind of think he has a point. When you go back and you look and you ask yourself, the Patriots win all these Super Bowls with pretty much no receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys won uh, Super Bowls with, I mean, Plexico, but he wasn't even in his prime, you know, at, at the time. But you name the top five, maybe even ten receivers in the NFL, None of them have even sniffed a Super Bowl. Julio Jones is there. He's there now, yes. And he's not, um, and like, great point. And what his point was, William West, because I said that, it was, was that he's not the, a diva, diva. the diva part. He's not a diva. Right. right. You put any stock in it? No. No, no. not really. I mean, a good, a good receiver, I mean, you got to have more than just a good receiver. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, I, I see, I see, you know, us being able to, you know, have we, have we got past 
Green Bay um, in the defense playing the way it's playing. And, you know, I thought Plexico was one of the better receivers in the league at the time. He won one. Maybe he wasn't statistically top five. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to put into that. I mean, you can say that for almost any position except probably quarterback, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Um, So what you got for the Super Bowl? We're here. We're down to two teams. Um, yeah. we, we had this conversation midseason with the Falcons. I, I feel like we've been talking about the Falcons, whether they're for real or not for real, for as long as we've been doing the show. You know, mm-hmm. whether they're the 12-win Falcons or the 6-win Falcons. Um, mm-hmm. Not much really seems different. Matt Ryan, for the first time, has put everything together, and he's having, you know, a great season. And now he finds himself up against – you know, the same team that we knew was going to be there, and they're probably going to be there next year. Um, what happens? I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go with Atlanta. Really? Yeah, Atlanta's Beasley's leading the league in sacks. He's getting to the quarterback if that's what you need to do against Tom. I mean, in Atlanta, it's just really hard to stop. They got, I mean, they say, you know, Belichick, he's going to take away the best thing you do. Okay, what is that? Are you are you taking Julio out the game? Yes. Okay, be like that. Yes. Okay, Freeman and Coleman coming out of the backfield. You got or you then you got Snoo Snoo over there. I feel like they got too much for you to try to take away. They run the ball and pass the ball. They pass the ball out the backfield. And I think that's just a lot to try to take away. So you I still feel like the the um Patriots should be the favorite. But I just think Atlanta just Atlanta is clicking on all cylinders right now. So you, so you really think Atlanta? That's, if, I mean, if you were a betting man, you'd put your money behind Atlanta. I wouldn't put my money on either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and how much of that is just you just not liking the Patriots? A little bit, a little bit, but there's logic behind it. And if Tom Brady wins another ring, nothing. He can he he can win three more rings. And not move up to your book. Nah, he still won't be the best quarterback in my book. It's what, what they're doing there, well, or machine. It's going to keep happening. Get Tom Brady out of there and get and get in another good quarterback that can sit back there and, you know, read, read these defenses because they practice it all year. And I, I feel like they're still going to be in Super Bowl contention most of these years. I know you're not a big A1. What what do you have to say about I, that? I just don't think you can put Tom Brady on Green Bay's team and ask them to do do with what, what, what they did this year. They don't make the playoffs with Tom Brady on Green Bay's team. I'm a I'm that's the one guy that I I I see Aaron Rodgers as you can't I see him as the greatest quarterback. Uh, obviously, he's he's still at work and his resume doesn't support that. You know because he's you know he's way behind these guys and a lot of these statistical. But when we're talking about actual ability, I'm really mm-hmm. yet to hear somebody tell me what it is that Aaron Rodgers is lacking. He doesn't have a weakness. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I really am yet to see what, I mean, the fact that he is able to make all those throws, has the same arm strength, and has proven to have the same mental capacity as a Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning, you know, the two icons from the generation before to be able to do everything they do mentally and physically throwing the ball, and then you add in, you know, the mobility, 
I, I really don't see what his weakness could be. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen one in, in a long time from him. He yeah. hasn't showed me any. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I don't have any argument with you saying that Tom Brady wouldn't do that in Green Bay. The Green Bay team is just not good. I mean, they, they really aren't. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Tom Brady gets drafted to another team. We don't know who Tom Brady is. He wasn't good at Michigan. He barely was drafted. He he fell into a great situation, and he's been getting better. He's been getting better and better. He's took he's taking full advantage of the situation. But I mean, I don't have much of. I I agree with you. I to an extent, I think I give him more way more credit than that. I mean, I do <laughs> think if he gets drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks, his career goes completely different. But yeah. that being said. He soaked it all in, and he's 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 done it though. I mean, he yeah. I mean, when you 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 play, and I don't know how many players. I mean, maybe I, I guess um, Rogers has the opportunities to play for the same coach your whole career, and you run the same stuff. And right now, I mean, you you know it like the back of your hand. You it's been like that for years. It's just second nature now. And I think I mean, that's, that's one of the things that's missing in football. I do think that there's a direct correlation between all of these elite quarterbacks playing for the same head coach, offense coordinator, and same organization for a decade. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and like you said, Tom Brady knows that playbook inside and out so far, so bad that, you know, he's able to miss those first four games of the season. It don't make any difference. You know, I mean, he knows that playbook. And same and thing. He's seen everything a million times. It's like he lines up, okay, if this guy do that, we're going here. This guy do that, we're going here. Yeah. It's simple. And, and, and you kind of wish that more teams would realize that and stop with just the firing of the coaches every other year. I, I just want to ask both of you guys a question, though. If you take into consideration um, John Elway, who played with the Broncos his entire career, uh, Joe Montana, who played with San Fran most of his career, went to a Kansas City team that was already a perennial uh, playoff team. What's the difference between Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and John Elway? In terms of what? What do you mean? What's the difference? So, uh, like rating their greatness. Brady basically. didn't go to another team and take them to the AFC Finals. Joe Montana did. Yeah, but Elway didn't either. Elway didn't either, though, and he's considered one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I mean, team you could say for far. Like one of them. I don't. I don't never. I will never put him in a number one position. Joe Montana, and it was two things with Joe Montana. I think. I think Joe Montana is better than Brady. Um, him. Him going to Kansas City and doing that to that team. Showed me a lot. Kansas City was already time. a great team before he they, got there, though. Huh? So Kansas City was already a pretty good team before he got there. They're though. decent. They ran. They ran the ball mostly. I mean, they had a good pass rush, but he took them over the hump. But at the same time, Steve Young, right, the player coming right behind him, they won a Super Bowl too. Right. Because they had Damn. the best receiver. They had, you know, was it running back the best coach? Best running. See, that, that's what I'm getting at, DJ. Is that everybody says. Tom Brady is a product of the system and that he's in a great system. And then they'll mm-hmm. say, but my favorite quarterback is Joe Montana. Yeah. He was in a system that, I mean, after Joe it Montana, the, the last, was. the last, the, the next four quarterbacks after Joe Montana all made the Pro Bowl. You, you know, I mean, like they just kept, they were just turning yeah. them out. They, I mean, they, yeah. the third, I don't know if you remember back in that era when Joe Montana got hurt, Steve Young came in, Steve Young got hurt and Bono came in and Bono mm-hmm. became a Pro Bowl quarterback. And mm-hmm. you know they would. That was a well-oiled machine before Bill Belichick. It's like people forget. That's, that that's why I said I, I, I was impressed by when, what he did at Kansas City. And Joe was good, you know, coming out of school. I mean, he's just always been a good quarterback, and he he he, he proved me something in Kansas City. 
but he was in a system at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they they were they were the better team. They got they got Hall of Famers all over that team. That was one of them Super Bowls. Uh they uh Big Damian Graham said that uh diva receivers are usually able to be divas due to no other options at times. I, I agree with that too. Um he said that I'm not sure who he said will be our coach. Uh Lover said who exactly did we who were we looking for um Isaiah Thomas to get his assist too. Um, I think point guards get assist to players. I mean, everybody's in the yeah. NBA can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Just what you said, MG. You, everybody in the NBA. If you, you should got you can catch and shoot the ball. Your point guards got to get you the ball, basically. If you, especially a guard like him, where who the hell was AI playing with? Probably the worst offensive team in the world that made it to the finals. Absolutely. And, but he still will get his seven assists because. He puts so much pressure on the defense, they're going to come, then you got to pass to a guy that got to knock down a shot or finish a dunk. It's too many times I pick up an Isaiah Thomas box score and it says 40 points, one assist. I mean, that, that one game he had almost 50, I think, and then he had zero assists. And for the sh- yeah. and then the question, then people say, well, what about Kobe? Kobe's a shooting guard. Yeah. He's, he, the, you know, the shooting guard. Kobe still never averaged one assist a game. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, I mean, the, I just have a problem with point guards. In less than five assists, like it, it, it just is such a low number. Yeah, y- you know, I agree. Um, but yeah, back, as, go ahead. As far as go ahead, DJ. Um, I guess what, 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 Dam- what Damian was saying, um, diva receivers are divas because they don't have any other options. I mean, I feel like the divas are the divas. Those are just the guys that are good, really. I mean. It, it don't matter. I mean, Victor Cruz came back this year, and Odell Beckham still was Odell Beckham. Um, Antonio Brown got all got the, probably the best running back in the league. He got two, three other receivers that are damn good. He's still going to do his thing. It, it, it doesn't matter. Same with I mean, Julio. I guess he's not a, a diva, but them guys are just elite, and they're, they're just great at what they do. I mean, I, I feel like I always say if you made it to the, even if you play high school, especially college. As a receiver, you can run and you can catch. Right. And especially if you make it to the NFL, you can I, run I and you can catch. These guys are obviously just better than, you know, the rest of the guys. Yep. Go ahead. A1 had a stat he wanted to get out there. What'd you say, A1? All right. Um, Montana's first year in Kansas City. You got to speak up so DJ can hear you. DJ, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Montana's first uh, season in Kansas City, 1993. He threw for 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. He played the whole year? He played 16 games? That would be my next question. Uh, he, played, he played 11. Next okay. season, he played 14, threw for 3,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. How old was he when he got to Kansas City? Does it say right there? You're not on pro reference? It says right there. 37, 38. Yeah, Joe's done. Joe's done. Uh, Joe's done. But I, 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 when, when the but Joe back then, to... back then, guys wasn't throwing for 4,000. Nah, they no, they weren't. Nobody except Marino, basically. Except Marino. Like the the numbers were totally different back then. Joe Montana never had great like numbers. Marino had all the records, and that's why he I don't feel like Mar- Marino gets. That's why I don't feel like Marino. When you compare the player to their generation, nobody mm-hmm. comes close to Dan Marino. You know, I mean, like it, it, it's it's mm-hmm. the it's the thing where it's like he's doing now the stuff that Drew Brees is doing now. He was doing twenty years ago, and right. nobody was doing it. Right. I always thought growing up, when even when Montana was winning Super Bowls, I always thought Marino was the best quarterback. I mean, he, he's he, throwing to these little five, five, nine guys on the end, 
probably no running the game. And just he was he was getting that ball there. Yes, he was. And he was getting that ball out of his hands fast and accurate. Yeah, I always, I always thought Marino was was better than was better than Joe. Yeah, but I, when, when they put so much emphasis on on winning rings, and that's just such a team effort. I I couldn't agree with you more, and 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 I I don't remember it being like this when we were kids, where the ring decided everything about everybody. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I, I I remember growing up cheering for a lot of these players, and they were just great players. It was, and now all of a sudden. You know, oh, if you don't have the ring, you know, this person, you know, it's the end all and be all and it defines how good you, I mean, the amount of, the way history looks at Allen Iverson and so many of these other guys and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, they're there's forgotten players because of a ring as if you should yeah, but I think Allen gets a lot of credit for even taking that team to the finals. Yeah, but he's never, his name, it just keeps falling further and further behind in terms of greatness to the point where now his people are mentioning him in the same breath as Isaiah Thomas. And it's like, come on, guys. I think you guys have really forgotten how great Allen Iverson was. They just like to compare all small guys mm-hmm. to Allen. I do, I do feel like, I do feel like, I mean, he's the first pilot. And, I mean, I do feel like he gets a lot of respect. I mean, mostly from fans and people because I guess they relate to him so much. But I do feel like Allen, I mean, but from other players, too. I do feel like he, he, he does get no, a lot people, of respect. People, people love Allen Iverson. I mean, but yeah. the point was about the rings just being the end-all, be-all of every sports yeah. conversation now. And you know, yeah. oh, this guy doesn't have a chip. Then he's not, you know, he's not great. You know, Charles Barkley, uh, he never won a ring. Like, come on, man, go put, go type in Barkley's name on YouTube. That dude was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean that that yeah. guy was winning. Charles is like the second best player on that train team. Yeah, I mean, come on, this guy won a rebounding title at six foot four. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and but this all of a sudden it's all about rings. You know, this person had so many rings, and that person had so many rings. You know, these are team sports, guys. This isn't uh this isn't. Tennis, which you segue into, Serena just keeps going and winning again. You see that, DJ? Yeah. That winning at 35. Yeah, it it don't look like she's slowing down either. Sister who's older, right? Yeah, sister's older, and I felt like she should have did her sister that solid and let her get one more because she's <laughs> clearly going to get more. And Serena Venus will probably never be in another final. Right. Do you think we'll get any of this um, before we get out of here? Any of this Connor Floyd foolishness? Think this ever happens? It sounds like this series, man. I, I read a quote with Floyd. He said that's the only fight he wants. I think it's crazy. Yeah, I think he wants it because it's free money. It's a three hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's crazy that they're really considering this. It's, and like you say, that's the only fight he wants. That's just ridiculous. There's fighters out there, man. But yeah, but they might beat him. This I'm is the only watch. one he knows. Yeah, he won't get yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm going to watch it regardless, but that's weak, man. That's, he's not even a boxer, man. That's I, weak. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's crazy to me that the fans want this and people really think. And you want to ask him, like, you do realize Connor will not be able to tackle him. He, even if he were to knock Floyd to the ground, do you realize that he would be sent to the corner for 10 seconds and, and like, you cannot jump on top of him? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- th- that, that's just crazy to me. I mean, at least let let Connor let him box somebody else first. Beat another boxer that can actually box, and improve to everybody that he can box, and then do that. But and now, they probably won't do that. They don't want to expose him. Yeah, I agree. And that I also would agree that you kind of be like, if I'm one of these other boxers, it's like, really? You're just gonna fight some dude who doesn't even box? 
before I can get a shot to get some of that Floyd uh, payday? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. This guy not even, he's not even in our, you know, how do you even get a boxing license? Yeah, he's not even in our sport. Right. <laughs> you know I actually mean? heard they say what they said. They said he got a um, boxing license. I was I was at a fight in one of the boxes. Like, man, it costs like fifty dollars to get a boxing license. So it's <laughs> I mean, for, for Connor, I totally get it. You want to talk about free money? Because yeah. while we say he won't win, I can tell you one thing for sure: Floyd will not hurt him. <laughs> that, that that we know, Floyd will not hurt him, other than his pride, and he will make more money in that one night in boxing than he would in all of his MMA career combined. Yeah, well, not not if not if Floyd's just trying to give him twenty million or twenty five million or whatever he's trying to give him, because Connor can make you know seven to ten at a fight, and he can continue to do that over you know some two fights a year for the next. At least four years. Mm-hmm. He'll be able to, yeah, that's what they know. said about Ronda Rousey too. I don't know if you follow MMA. Those dudes are here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, like that is a sport where you do not like you're the hottest thing to unemployed fast. Am I wrong, anyone? But, but, but Connor lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But he like lost that. out of his out of his. Um, he's one more. If he loses again, like that sport. Well, one they they it's not like boxing. They force you to fight the top guys. You yeah. know, so it's not no yeah. going around it. And you know, mm-hmm. you're one good. The next time he loses, if he loses two in a row, it's like you're done. I mean, I see today Ronda's. Well, I feel like he 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 really promotes himself. He talks. To, oh, he, he talks does. He does. And Ronda lost in such a bad fashion, mm-hmm. and you could just see see the disappointment on her face. Then she retire, and then she depressed and take time off. She want to kill herself. Then she tries to come back. It looks even worse when he lost. He was just like, man, whatever. I'm gonna kill this dude next time. It ain't. And he, he's confident about himself. Mm-hmm. He went there and he won the fight. And now he like, man, look, I, I did one of the few weight classes. Now I want my money. <laughs> right. And Dana White's like, doesn't work that way, bro. I take all the money around here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dana White is out there. I mean, he, he's a modern day Don King. And then I'm yeah. willing to, I mean, he's, he's eating good off of these dudes, man. And these guys. Don they, King ain't, ain't had the control he got. No, no, no. Cause he, no, he, he controlled the whole sport. Right. Don King right. Don King had fighters. He has the fighters, the rings, the event, the, 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 yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, he has a monopoly yeah. on a sport, which is, I, I don't know how that comes about, but hats off to him for pulling that off. That's why Floyd, did he offer Floyd $25 million, And like, I was so shocked that he would say that. Why would you say that? $25 million Not- to Floyd? Floyd don't even answer the phone for that. Right. Twenty-five. He really said it as if he offered him $25 million. To, to fight him, does he not know that that? I mean, he still gets a million dollars a month from that Pacquiao fight. Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say? A one. Did you have anything? We have so much to catch up on. Good to see you again, brother. Any thoughts on Likewise, this? Uh, man, this, this was fun. I, I was wondering how this is going to work out. Man, it worked out pretty well. Worked out pretty good, right? Wasn't much of a delay on. I feel like our delay wasn't like the one on TV, right? Where they're like, "Yes, Steve." <laughs> like they had a good five second delay. I don't feel like we even had that. That's because I guess I don't know. He can't hear in his mic. Only difference is on my screen that I'm looking into, that yeah. I'm talking to. I can't see you. I got to look down on my right on my iPad to look at you. And if somebody looking at me, it look like uh, I'm looking away. Okay, I got you. So you can see. Okay, cool. I got you. What you say, A1? What you have? Just if you guys had any th- thoughts about this John Lynch going to uh, San Francisco. Jay, oh, could you hear him? I can hear you. Okay, he asked if there's any thoughts on the John Lynch 
going to San Francisco. Um, Stephen A made a great point about the whole, and and you know you hate to make everything about race, but you notice that I, I just agree with him in terms of like how white people in the sports just end up getting jobs with zero experience out of the blue, and you're just like, you know, like yo, John John Lynch is my golf buddy, so he's gonna run the team, and you're like. When does that ever happen for us? Like, when have you ever heard, like, hey, DJ, you want to be the GM of the team? Like, mm, no, you, they offer you a shooting coach position. You know, you know what I mean? But these guys just come out and they walk into great jobs with no experience. That being said, I wish John Lunch the best. He's obviously a former buck. Hats off to him. I mean, he might make, he might be the best GM to ever live. You, you just kind of scratch your head and say, man, these, these guys do seem to get a lot of, uh, opportunities. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I don't, I don't know what John's been doing. Not jamming. He was in the, the Fox. He was, yeah, he was, he was on the, he was games. in the Fox booth. It would have made more sense him getting a job in Tampa than there, but like you say, we don't, we don't, we don't know. He, he could have went there and killed his interview as far as we know. That's, I, I, I mean, when you, when you see that and you see John Lynch GM for 49ers, your first thought is really? Right, right. It's, it, it, it could be more to it. We don't know. Yeah, I, I, I bet there is. is there anything else you had? Anywhere? Where's Ronnie Lott? I'm pretty sure Ronnie Lott was. Right, right. Where's Roger <laughs> Craig at? Where, where's Where's Ronnie Lott at? Where's Jay Rice? Where's Joe Montana? No, Jerry Rice doing chicken commercials, man. He kill it. <laughs> they ain't messing with him. Yeah, I mean, you see, if you see what Elway's doing in Denver, makes sense. Why not Joe Montana in San Francisco? Yeah. You know that. Yeah. that I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would assume Joe just don't want that job. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree with that. I couldn't imagine Joe not being able to just get that job. I, I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you there. That's what I would like to think, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping it's, that's what it is. Because I mean, you see yourself, like you said in Denver. I, I'm pretty sure John Elway could have ran that team into the ground. They still be like, that's John Elway. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the same thing in San Francisco. Whereas the nobody in San Francisco is gonna be like the team sucks, but boy, that John Lynch man, he was a he was a hell of a safety in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not what they're gonna say. It's not what 49ers fans are gonna say. I mean, they could care less. That being said, good luck to him because that's a cesspool over there that he just inherited. And, and, and I don't think that's all all too great of a um of a job. Rex Ryan, you see, he's, uh, he couldn't get a head coaching job. It says that he. He's not going to be a defense. No interest in being a defensive coordinator right now. Really, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's going to be on really? ESPN, and um, he's going to be on ESPN. And Stephen A. was, I like was pretty hard on him. Was pretty hard on him for a guy who's about to be his colleague. He, you know, essentially called him a loser and a bad coach, a bad head coach. Because he didn't want to be a defensive coordinator. No, no, no. He just said as a head coach, as a head coach, he's a bad head coach, and he shouldn't have any more head coaching jobs. Is what Stephen A. said. I'm okay with Rex Ryan being my coach. I've always, I've always felt like that, you know, Stephen A. and just a leader of the media, just, just getting him fired because he hasn't, he hasn't done bad jobs to me. I mean, you got to have players to win, regardless how smart you are, unless you're Belichick. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with you that. I mean, Rex Ryan, I do think has gotten. But on that being said, I feel like he's brought a lot of it on himself too. When in hindsight, when you think about it, like he does do a lot of look at me antics. And um, so then he does. So then people are looking at you. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's a lot of look at me. It's like look at my team. It's like he gets his guys riled up to play for me. Like man, we're 
we're good and we're going to be able to do this and do that. Okay, know? well then look at us. You know, yeah. I, I mean, how about a whole lot of look at us and then it's like we did. You're uh, seven to nine. You know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of well, places where you probably this is personality. This is personality. I mean, these yeah. guys they they don't get to just go out there and coach and go out there and play. After these games and before games, they got people throwing mics in their face and asking them questions. And your personality is going to show. Yeah. Sometimes people, you want them to sit there and be quiet and give you nothing. We're just on to the next game and that's it. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, it proves to me that, that stuff shows that um that the, the media is going to hate you no matter what. Because you're right. If you, if you give them the Belichick, you know, Belichick gives you the exact same answer, everything. Then, you know, you're, you're, you're not a media friendly guy. And, and the same thing with Popovich. But if you do the Rex Ryan, what are you, you're a loud mouth. And, you know, you're, you're, you're all of that. But they act, you know, they say what they want. The weirdest thing, I'm watching Stephen A before I get out of here, and they're talking about that Steelers game, right? And it's, it's one thing jumps out to me. Uh, he's talking about before the half when they ran the ball two times from the one yard line. And Stephen A says, Are you kidding me? The two most predictable. You're just going to run the ball from the one-yard line? How predictable are those plays? So what pops into your mind when you hear that? Peace modes, right? Because wasn't the whole world, it just showed me, like, you're damned if you do. Because if he runs the ball, if he says he got the ball on the one-yard line, he ran the ball back-to-back. That's so predictable, right? And, you know, that's that's so predictable. I know he's going to run from the one-yard line. Go back and watch that tape from the Seattle. Running the ball from the one-yard line, you're supposed to run the ball from one yard line. That's what you're supposed to do. So it just proves your point that no matter what you do, they're gonna hate on you. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You, you know what I mean? Because he he called running from the one yard line two plays in a row predictable. Only and difference lack of, is lack of is creativity. They, they didn't have. They didn't have. He was like he did preface running the ball with beast mode in the backfield. Right. That's only different. Yeah, I mean, but the, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. What, what, what running the ball from the one yard line is predictable when it doesn't work, but when it when you don't do it, why didn't you do it? You, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's like that's what the media. That's the beauty of the media is that they get to sit back, wait for the result to happen, and then say what you did wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'm saying. So that I mean, that's a pretty easy thing to do. Yeah, I agree. All right, All right um, DJ man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you a lot for um. For joining us, not that uh, not to even say that as if you're some sort of outsider. Obviously, you you know one large member of the show, so appreciate you taking out your busy time in uh, Cincinnati, and um, I'm sure you'll be back again soon. Yeah, if we can do it like this, we'll be all right. All right, that's a bet, brother. Good luck to you guys. When's you guys' next game? We play tomorrow. You guys play tomorrow? I think I might have to get me send me something. I might have to get a um, Cincinnati. You know, we you know this household how we run. It's 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 Maryland everything over here. But if the bros out there on the coaching staff, we might we might could do a, a Cincinnati T-shirt on game day or something like that. Yeah, man, you got you got to come out here then we get you right. All right, brother. All right, man. Good luck to you and for everybody out there listening. We appreciate you guys um, tuning in for another week, and we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be back again next week. But um, just keep time out for us. We'll we'll be back. Everybody, enjoy your Super Bowl parties this weekend. Be safe, be smart, and enjoy the game. Oh, for the record, I I'm picking the Patriots. I am picking. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't even uh, another not-so-good game. Um, now, that being said, I have picked the Falcons wrong, I think, every single game this year, including the playoffs. When it was time to start believing in them, I believed in them, then they went and they lost the game. When, 
the Falcons, you know, like I just I cannot figure the Falcons out for the life. So yeah, I didn't think they would be. I didn't think they would be Seattle, but I did think it would be a little rough. I, I thought if, 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 if um, Green Bay could have beat them, that's 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 just a lot to ask. Yeah, I, I agree. I I just can't figure out Atlanta. I can't. You can look. It's easy to look at them and say, "Wow, they're great." But the thing is, they've been great for a long time. You know, that like all that talent has been. You know, and they've had talent for years, and it's never come together. It's coming together, so you know, we'll see what we get. If, if, if they were to win the Super Bowl, that would be perfect fitting. That'd be the seventeenth game, but I picked them wrong this season. So that, that that might just be the case. But again, everybody enjoy your Super Bowl. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you guys next week. Later.